0: Hello, and welcome to the AMCP podcast series, Listen Up, as we take a deep dive into the challenges, trends, and opportunities in managed care pharmacy. Follow the show's social hashtag at AMCPListenUp, and to learn more about AMCP, visit amcp.org. I'm your host, Fred Goldstein. Today, our guest is Jennifer Graff, PharmD, the Senior Director of Professional Affairs at AMCP. Jennifer, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Fred, for having me today.
0: Today, we'll be discussing digital therapeutics and their implications for managed care in 2023. So, Jennifer, could you highlight or define what a digital therapeutic is?
1: Digital therapeutics are software applications. They're prescribed by licensed healthcare professionals to offer a software-based intervention to treat or manage a condition. They could be standalone or they could be used in addition to other existing therapies, and we've seen them in really important clinical conditions such as substance abuse, opioid use disorder, depression, anxiety, et cetera. So they have more evidence than your typical digital health app or th- something that you might be monitoring on your Fitbit or phone.
0: So, similar to pharmaceuticals, these have to go through some sort of an FDA approval process.
1: That's correct. For prescription digital therapeutic, they're reviewed by the FDA as a software, as a medical device. So they go through and receive either FDA clearance or market authorization. Slightly different evidence standards than a drug, but still have key pivotal trials, such as a randomized clinical trial, as well as oftentimes real-world evidence that's going to be needed.
0: They are reviewed, they get approved, et cetera. So how is Managed Care beginning to look at these products?
1: Managed care is really starting to think about how do they want to offer digital therapeutics? Will they be part of the existing formulary and just one of the many interventions that prescribers prescribe? Some other managed care organizations are beginning to think about these as part of their broader wellness and digital health formulary. And so each organization is starting to tackle this on their own in their own unique ways. What we do know when we survey our managed care members at AMCP, we found that about eight out of 10 plans are beginning to think about what their strategy is over the coming 12 to 18 months. Now, what does this actually mean? This is translated into a couple of pretty big uh, announcements in late 2022 and early 2023. Let me give you a couple of examples. South Carolina recognized that opioid use and substance use is a really important challenge that they deal with. And so South Carolina Department of Corrections announced a plan to offer prescription digital therapeutic for substance use and opioid use disorder for their inmate population, taking the existing tools that we have today and ensuring that patient outcomes are maximized. Now, we're also seeing some things in Medicaid where this is also being picked up, Florida Medicaid, the third largest Medicaid plan in the United States, a set of plans in the United States, recently announced in early January that they'll be offering some prescription digital therapeutics as part of their preferred drug list. Now that's really important because for Medicaid patients to receive a treatment and have access, being on that preferred drug list or PDL, is a critical part for them to be able to be prescribed and actually then go and obtain the medications and treatments that they need.
0: And I would assume, I mean, this is really good news because people have difficulty, particularly Medicaid, we always deal with the issue of how do you go fill your prescription? you know, and, and getting there and access to transportation, et cetera. But this is really something that's a therapeutic on your phone. And really, the, as we know, the majority of Medicaid beneficiaries have telephones and, and they have access to the Internet so they can use these apps.
1: Absolutely. These prescription digital therapeutics offer not only an opportunity to close the gap for patients in the Medicaid population, but when you think about patients in underserved communities, where there may not be sufficient mental health professionals or where you're in a geography and rural population where you have to drive a long way to go and see a provider. Being able to access, download these tools, have a virtual reality headset and undergo your therapeutic interventions at home or amidst your busy day has the potential to really improve patient care and make it as easy as possible for patients to engage in their care plans.
0: And Jennifer, you've talked about Medicaid, corrections. What about the commercial market?
1: The commercial market is where we're seeing the largest uptake, partly because they have a much broader opportunities to engage in treatments there. And so what we're finding on the commercial side is that several of the large PBMs, or pharmacy benefit managers, have started to adopt certain prescription digital therapeutics, either as part of their formulary or as a digital health formulary. And so they offer that either as an add-on benefit for employers or health plans to purchase, or it might be part of the standard offering. And so what we'll be getting to see is as more and more commercial health plans are offering and PBMs are offering prescription digital therapeutics, this is going to be a differentiator when they're reaching out and signing contracts with employers for their 2024 insurance benefit offerings. And anytime you start having market differentiators and employers and employer groups start asking for this information, that starts to drive market demand, market awareness, market adoption. Now, are employers there yet? Maybe not. They have a lot that they're dealing with coming out of COVID. But I could imagine a world where if you want to keep employers happy and you have a family member that might have a mental health or a substance use health disorder, Many of them are going to be thinking about any way they can do to make sure that their employees' life and their home life is as easy as possible.
0: And you mentioned something interesting. You you used the phrase, obviously, a formulary, and then you used this digital formulary. What are some of the issues that made you say that or that people need to consider as they look into the digital world versus the standard pharmaceutical formulary world?
1: Right. So many of them, I think we'll begin to see in 2023, more and more of these digital therapeutics on the prescription formulary. It makes monitoring and tracking much easier for the health plan. It also is a, a similar approach that the providers and patients are used to. The challenge or the benefit with both a digital health formulary is that it's an added offering. It's easier to be an add-on or a la carte for an employer that might want to be testing or piloting new product offerings. But one of the key challenges when you don't have it as part of your prescription drug formulary is are all of the bells and whistles and pipes to ensure everything from the prescriber prescribes the medication or the digital therapeutic, the patient receives it, It's coded and included in the claims database. The health plan can evaluate how effective that treatment was. All of those things are much harder when they're in standalone benefit categories.
0: And what about the issue of a review in just in terms of its technological approach and the safety of data sharing, et cetera?
1: It's a really important question. These new treatments offer many insights and opportunities. So traditionally for a drug, pharmacy and therapeutic committees, they're groups of healthcare professionals who are responsible for evaluating and making recommendations about the treatments that will be covered by a health plan. Now these committees often are made up of clinicians and may not have all of the IT and data security expertise. If you might cover one of these medications, you'll be looking at data integrity, especially on mental health and substance use disorders, be wanting to think about a lot about HIPAA, um, you need to ensure that the data integrity is there as well. And so there's a lot of nuances. While these are new opportunities, they also provide new challenges for us to learn and expand our understanding of this digital world.
0: And one of the areas that I was thinking about is, I and when I go to fill my prescription, is you sign. Was I educate? Was I provided education on this? So how is that going to f- fit or what's the role there with the pharmacist in that?
1: And The pharmacists have an important role to play. So traditionally, or how many of these digital therapeutics are offered is they're pre- prescribed. You might get a sample and they're offered through a specialty pharmacy that has unique training on digital therapeutics. Counseling for a new app or wearable is a little different than counseling on how to use a pill that you might take three times a day or a cream that you apply uh, to an affected area. And so there's new training opportunities for pharmacists. There's also a lot of other opportunities to embed these prescription digital therapeutics into many of the resources that pharmacies are used to, and pharmacists and managed care pharmacists are used to using. Let me give you a couple of examples. Drug compendia are a really critical reference book or database that contains information about the therapeutic products. And so it is part of that system everywhere from prescribing to looking at dosing and checking to ensure that you have the right dosing and prescribing information to reimbursement and even evaluation. Up until recently, most of the digital therapeutics were not included in the existing core compendia. They were included in a device compendium that often may not be part of what a pharmacist or a pharmacy would subscribe to. So they've been completely integrated now into these drug databases, these drug compendia databases. And I think there's more work to be done, but that was an important first step in late 2022 that can help encourage pharmacists to have the tools and information that they need to help in that prescribing. And Counseling for the patients.
0: So these digital therapeutics provide some new wrinkles into how the system might function. I understand you're gonna be doing a summit in June. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: That's correct. As part of AMCP's initiatives to provide resources for health plans and others to evaluate digital therapeutics, AMCP will be convening a summit to bring together thought leaders, share novel and unique experiences what their tried-and-true-tested approaches are to managing these new uh, opportunities. So you can join us on June first, twenty 2023, virtually from 10 to 4 at the AMCP Value and Access Deep Dive on Prescription Digital Therapeutics.
0: And I assume they'll be able to find this up on amcp.org?
1: You can find this information at amcp.org under the calendar and AMCP Summit. We can include this also in the show notes.
0: So really exciting area. Obviously, it sounds like there's a lot of enthusiasm for this new category. Is that what you're picking up?
1: As managed care professionals, we're working to improve patient health. And by doing so, we need to make sure that we have the highest quality and most cost effective treatment options available. Together, by working with our health plans, patients, providers, and others, we can bring digital therapeutics into this brave new world.
0: Well, that's really a great way to finish the show, Jennifer. And thank you so much for joining us today and discussing AMCP's work in digital therapeutics.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And thank you for joining us today. If you like this show, you can find all our episodes at amcp.org/podcast on our show page at healthcarenowradio.com or on your favorite listening platform by searching Healthcare Now Radio. You can follow our show's social hashtag at amcp. Listen up. And don't forget to share, like, and follow AMCP.org on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm Fred Goldstein for AMCP. Until next time.